don't recall you for doing that. Really? Your senses are dulled after three drinks. Yep. Mine definitely are. People don't. Agree. A lot of people don't agree with me because they say wine completes the experience. Right. Oh, this is girl math. This, this is girl is, math. This is going around right this now is as well. Girl, oh, this is like trend. Oh, actually, I've got some real good girl math for you as well. Okay. So, is everyone addicted to gambling or something? You're listening to the Pepper and Me podcast around the dinner table with Cherie, Cam and Lawn, where we chat all things food and business. Welcome to Pepper and Me around the dinner table. My name's Lawn um, and this is Cherie. Fun fact about Cherie, Cherie used to, when she was probably 14, sneak in vodka cruises into her room and then throw them out the window when they were empty into the garden. Oh, I did it. And then one day when me and my friend found them in the garden, we brought them in to show mum... And mum went, oh, that must have been Shree's friends. <laughs> I don't recall even doing that. Really? Yeah. It was like a whole box of 24 empties. In the garden? In the garden. Downstairs, oh. you know. Um, that wouldn't have been like a thing. I would have just done it once. Yeah, well, there's a whole box there. Well, I'm not like a casual drinker. I'm like an all or nothing drinker. Yeah, well, I, guess I wasn't just popping off to bed at 14 and having a cruiser at night. Cru- yeah, I know. But you must have got a box from somewhere because I remember yes. it so vividly. And you must have like. Mm. Had some friends over one night or something and snuck them in your room and drank them all and then thrown them out the window. Yeah, it, yeah, I interesting. I remember the time that we were babysitting you and sent you to bed at about four yep. thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that as well. <gasps> yes. Oh, anyway, okay, all right. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Second to last episode of the season. The season. We're just making the season up. Yep. As we as we go along. Today we're just going to talk about Melbourne, so well, and Auckland, and a few other things. Actually, I've got a little trend and a little big old few bold calls Ooh, to make today. Okay. So uh, just stick around anyway. Actually, nice, um, nice. Yeah. Do you want to start with anything? Um. Should we just dive right in? Oh, I've got I've got a couple of like ad mini things. Um, by the time you're listening to this, Wok Sauce will be back. Yes. And on sale. Wok Sauce back. That's a pretty big thing for it's us. Massive. It's been gone for well over a year. Yep. Well over a year, and this was very well missed. Whole another like just all these doors to recipes of cooking. And we've got it's such a bank so multi-purpose. Like it's just a lovely all-purpose sort of flavor, and you can add the hot like add sesh to it if you want it spicy. Mm. Add hot nuts to it. You can mm. add peanut butter to it if you want a satay. You can add more ginger to it if you want a more gingery sauce. You can you know you can literally go any direction with it. It's such a great sauce. Yep. Yeah. Very excited about that. It's landing tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Cool. Anything else? Tomorrow when we're recording. So by the time you're listening to this. It'll be live now. It'll be live. Yep. Yep. Oh, I got other little things. I'll drop them in. Okay. Great. <laughs> What's been on your plate? Well, so Gallivanting much food. Around. Oh my gosh. I've never eaten so much food in my life. I should just leave. Like I should just start the intro and then walk off. Yeah. Because you're just going to be talking about food. For no, I need someone minutes. to talk to. Right. <laughs> I need someone to listen to me. <laughs> Your job is to listen. All my right. job is to talk. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Like Melbourne is just otherworldly. I remember I was saying to you the other day, like when I went to Sydney, I wanted to move to Sydney. I could see myself living in Sydney. I was fully, I would literally pick up my life and move to Sydney. Right. I love Bondi so much. I was just so happy in my element. The markets, the fresh food stores, everything, everything. I could literally not physically live in Melbourne. 
Because it's too good. It's too good. I would, you would have to call that six hundred pound sister's doctor to come and get me, and I'll be like, I'm following the diet. <laughs> you have not been following the Three diet. Three seconds later, I would have to be removed with a crane from Melbourne. Yeah, it was just so good. Everything is just so amazing, so amazing. Like every single little thing, even the, even the um, like fast food places, and the train station. Yep. You know they're like fresh Japanese pastries and they don't even fill, you know they're filling them with custard to order yeah and then like jess's favorite bite from the whole trip was still the katsu curry pun which is like okay it's i it's her favorite i think she used to eat it in england and then right. we don't you don't see it here so she's like oh my gosh she said a katsu curry pun so it's, it's spiced beef mince like a japanese curry spice oh yeah nice nice little like a chow mein kind of thing no no not bloody oh. chow mein <laughs> got excited chow for a second cancelled <laughs> It's just a spiced mince. Like, you could use it with our, like, our gone to Bombay seasoning, yep. but a bit spicier. And then a thin bread dough and a little bit sweet. You know how Japanese bread's a little bit yes. sweet? White bread dough. Thin layer of ripe bread dough wrapped around it, and then they must egg wash it and then bread panko crumb it yep. and then deep fry it. Right. So it's like a spicy, sweet, savoury ball. bread ball thing. Yep. And all the combinations are just, like, crispy, spicy. Delicious. Oh, nice. they were heaven yep. in a bun. They're like three bucks from the train station thing. I'm oh, like, oh, you'd buy one of them, wouldn't Yeah. We yeah, went I back. Guess. We had to go all the way back to the train station so to get funny. more because they were so good. So I'm going to try and make those. Um, just like, yeah, every, you don't have to pay. Like we did a bit of fine dining, but honestly, the you wouldn't have to. You expensive? Be, the fine dining was up there, but we did. A few different levels. A few different levels. Um, yep. I would say the day-to-day living in Australia is third to a half the cost of it would be here. Wow. Yeah. A third less. Yeah. Definitely. That's and this and that's insane. in the uh, C B D of Melbourne. Yeah. We got an Airbnb, we paid two hundred and twenty dollars a night for a decent sized two bedroom apartment with a full full kitchen and yep. stuff. So yep. that's a lot cheaper than a hotel. Yeah. Um it's decent. You'd pay that for a hotel in Auckland, like a cheap one. Yeah, you yeah, a very cheap one. Yeah. Um, and you'd only get one room. Mm. So we, we were pretty comfortable there. We used the tram, so that was all free. It was a tram stop right outside our house and then straight to CBD or St Kilda the other way. Free? Well, I think it was free. You may have been supposed to pay, but we just jumped on. And <laughs> I, there was okay. like, it did say, it kept saying like free trams. Yeah. So, okay. but I think you were still supposed to use your card, but okay. anyway, we'll find. Okay. <laughs> there was these tram, these tram <laughs> officers came on one day and I was like, ooh, this is risky, but uh, no, they didn't check anything. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe do your own research on that. Not recommended. <laughs> Free. Uh, and then we bought our flight six months ago. And then we have a little savings account that we put in. Uh, we've been putting in 50 bucks a week each for the yep. past literally eight months. Right. So it felt like we had a free trip. Oh, this is girl math. This is this girl is, math. This is going around right this now is as well. Girl, oh, this is wait, trend. Oh, oh. Actually, I've got some real good girl math for you as well. Okay. So, so that was all paid. And we paid. So we had an account that was all our, that was our food account. Yep. And any like drinks or yep. we didn't drink much, but... Um, any, you know, Uber, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the money, like, I just took a little bit of money for shopping. I did go OTT on the shopping. Like, I was just living my best life. But, like, there was stuff that I'd seen, like, Seed or whatever, the shops here, like, $180 for a skirt. And I'd been eyeing it up. And then I get there, we went to the DFO, same skirt, $25 mm, at the DFO. Yeah. And, like, our DFO has one size or, like, they have 16 items of extra small. Yeah. But there they had, like, full Everything. beautiful shops in the DFO. We did so well. At yeah. the DFO shops, yeah. We did, like, extremely good shopping there. Um, and I was buying stuff for Italy, so I was buying for summer 
right. since playing like I guess last season summer last stuff. Last season stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then there was some new season yeah. this summer stuff. So I did very well. I was very happy. Nice. Um, but how's this? When you did you know when you come home from Australia, you can claim back the tax on your shopping. Uh, I thought that was only for like specific stuff. But can you do it on everything? As long as your purchase is over three hundred dollars. Right. So if any receipt that you've got is over three hundred bucks, yeah, you can claim back the tax on it. Interesting. Yeah, it's like free money. <laughs> so it's like you're getting paid to shop. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually you made money. Not only did I have a free trip, I actually made money. <laughs> yeah. Oh so that was goodness. great. That was good, really good way to do it. I think that if you've got a mate who you do that sort of stuff with, just keep, are we just keeping that account going, and we're yep. like, cool. In a year's time, we'll go somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. Decent. Do your do your flights in advance, get a wee Airbnb, and then off you go eating. And then some of the so we did we did uh, Gimlet, which is the eighty fourth best restaurant in the world. Okay. And people reckon it's the best restaurant in Melbourne. Right. But it was so cool. It was like it was not pretentious at all. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like fine dining, but it tasted like right. it was the best mouthful I've ever but had. So we did the set menu. Yep. It was like a little sashimi. Like every, every little bite was like perfect. We had like scallops. Um, oh, was this, we were sitting around the chef? No, no, oh, that was, was Kissimmee. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, and, we, and then for the main, it was an eye fillet, like a steak uh, and like a peppercorn sauce, very basic lettuce salad and yep. a bowl of French fries. And I'm like, the audacity, you know, to serve a bowl of French fries with your yep. steak. But you look around, like, there would have been nothing I would have rather had yeah. at that moment than french fries to dip in my peppercorn sauce to have with the best steak I've ever tasted in my yeah. life. Yeah. Like, they've nailed it. It's t- completely unpretentious. It's yeah. um, it's just amazing. Good food. Good quality. food. Like, every bite that I had. And I, d- I was looking at the dishes coming out, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. It's not, does, not visually, like, yeah. impressing me. But every mouthful, I was like, that is so good. Nailed it. I love it. I love that you've not overcomplicated it yep. to the level of like needing to be all these things, and then you put it in your mouth and you're like, oh, like that's just. And that's my type. Right. That sounds like my type of food. You as would well, have loved it because it's not like um, Amersfield or whatever where you sit here and it just sounds like a little bit. Yeah, OTT and you're like, and oh, like mm. no, you would have loved. You would have actually really loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a hundred and forty dollars a head. Oh yeah. Um, so how you many know, courses up, up there? Are five. Okay. So finish. yeah, not not cheap. Decent. Definitely not, not cheap. Um, but it, it's it's you know rated Melbourne's top restaurant. Yeah. So yeah. possibly would have. I don't know. Don't know. But I loved it. Very happy with that. Nice. Um, but then I think you'd find people who who go there and they like steak, chips, and salad. I wanted more for my money. Yes. So yeah, up to the eye of the beholder, as per always. Like you know, everyone's raving about atmosphere. Everyone's just like completely obsessed with it. Yeah. And I'm just firmly in the camp of nut. Nah. <laughs> um, and then the next night, yeah, we did the Kasume experience. So that was that looks uh, so cool. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever done. I like beside having kids and all that. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of seafood that I. Like, don't think I'd eat, but I, that looked like I would enjoy that. I don't know. There wasn't anything scary yeah. on there. Um, and because each course was literally one bite, yes. if there's something you don't like. Just quickly eat it and you just, get over it and you need you can move on very yeah, quickly. Yeah. yeah. But the craft of making sushi, it sounds ridiculous, but, I mean, these guys train for something like seven years, these, these yeah. Japanese chefs. Yeah. And the finesse on it is... For something so simple, because you're like, how do they need to train that long to make 
but it's just so sashimi and rice. So perfect. But when you watch them work, the the skill in their hands, it's like that, like they're genuine just artists. It's that muscle memory as well. They could oh. probably do it with their eyes closed. Hundred percent. Like, and there's so much precision and so much just repeatability about it. I guess. Eh? And it was every course was extremely delicate. Yep. So like, you're not shoveling food and you go, mm. you you're just savoring the flavors. My there was a couple of like standouts was um, a scallop sashimi. Uh, with a caviar beurre blanc, and that was just like out the gate. Yep. And I thought I'd love the crayfish sando the most, so that was like a crayfish sando and then like a crayfish miso bisque. But that didn't really like blow my mind. But the um the tuna belly, it was just a slice of tuna belly on a piece of rice, yep. and it was that was possibly my top Melbourne mouthful. Yeah, the tuna belly just like. You can't even describe it. It just melts in your mouth. Oh, I had caviar on it as well. Right. Yeah, insane. But I think it was – so we watched the chef right in front of us. There was eight people seated at the chef's table. Um, two hours sitting. There wasn't a person in the room who didn't finish it. So you could – you know. Oh, right. I know it sounds like a lot. 18 courses. We added on the two optional extras as well. Yeah. And so 20 Over courses. two hours is quite a long time as well. If you like, think of that as 40 bites, it would probably be the same as a three-course meal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of a yeah, decent... The amount of food that yeah. you're eating. It wasn't... Yeah. It definitely wasn't as uncomfortably full. Yeah. But it's more like a show as well, isn't it? Like two oh, hours. It's incredible. And the chef explains each dish to you as well. Yeah, so so cool. you find out where the fish is sourced. Yeah. What's, you know, if there's any story behind anything. But they don't talk too much either, yeah. you know, Emmersfield. You've got a half an hour bloody uh, presentation about... The history of the lamb's tail dish. It's too much. Like, this is just like, you know. Quick little dirt, yeah, dirt, dirt. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it every second. That was extremely expensive. We didn't drink. Right. And I, I never drink when I go to places like that because I reckon that saves us. Right. Firstly, because you your senses are dulled after three drinks. Yep. Mine definitely are. People don't, a lot of people don't agree with me because they say wine completes the experience. Right. I, if I have more than two wines, I'm. Not Nowhere as sharp, often, yeah. nowhere near as sharp. Yep. And that's like quite black and white for me. And also, you've tw- we were $20 for a beer at that place. You could, you'd could you add $300 to your bill yep. in the blink of an eye. Yep. So we, we're, also, we're like, we can drink any time, any yep. day for the rest of our life. We can drink. Yep. We, we're here to enjoy this experience yep. that we're paying for. It and I was, guess it's, um, a different, it's a different experience as well. Like... You're you're really there to yeah to experience the food yeah yeah but but I mean like a wine pairing with the degustation kind of thing you're normally having tiny like one or two mouthfuls of wine that probably match the food as well right yeah but I mean by the end of the atmosphere yeah we were hammered right right hammered yeah and that was with the wine because I think once you have a couple of but like if you have a couple of bubblies or something or a couple of cocktails you just get excited (laughs) you do and then it just And if you're there for a long period of time, I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty big debate. I do, I do love wine. I'm not saying, mm. you know, it's just. But you that, go to a place that, like that. To yeah, I food. give yep. the food my 100, yep. percent and I'm also aware that the cost of that's where they make a lot of money yeah. on the alcohol. Oh, a beer that costs twenty dollars. Yeah, there, they it was probably cost yeah. a dollar. Oh, like yeah. So don't drink. It was 245 dollars a head for that, and you have to pre- we prepaid for that for the chef's table, and then we added on the additional courses as well. So it was an extra I don't know thirty dollars or something. Right. But if we'd drunk, we would have been looking at a thousand dollar bill, I reckon, for a couple of bottles of wine. Yep. <laughs> so we didn't do that. Um, but yeah, one, like once in a lifetime for sure. It was mind blowing. Um, I, oh, I cro- croissants. So learn croissant. 
is the best croissant in the world. Okay. That they've been judged the best right. croissant in the world. Okay. Which, um, so we we lined up, it was about 40 minutes. Oh, I think I did see this. In the line yeah. for the Loon croissant. And um, I got a lot of messages like, there are amazing croissants, but there is also amazing croissants everywhere, everywhere else, else in Melbourne. Which is a very true statement. Um, so we got the croissants. The, the crust, the ham, because we're savoury people. Um, and I feel like I shouldn't bother trying to judge croissants. Right. Because I only like the say like I don't like the find the joy yep. in a chocolate one yep. or an almond, almond one. one. You love yep. almond I ones. I love almond croissants. I'm a ham and cheese yep. every time. Yep. So I'm the wrong person to actually right. take part in the assessment of croissants. Right. Yep. I've decided that. Okay. Yep. Good decision. But what I will say is that so I got, got we got the uh ham and cheese one at Loon. Amazing. It was ham grew yet just like perfect perfection. We got the veggie mutton cheese one. <laughs> It was a scroll. I would have thrived off that. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. That was our favourite one. Oh, my goodness. And we got a lemon curd cruff, cruff, cruffin, which we did not like at all. And then we got sent – lots of people said you need to get to the Agatha Bakery and South Melbourne Markets and try their croissant, pandan croissant. It's bright green, this pandan okay. ingredient. Yep. The green um, visually ruined it for me. It was a great croissant. Yeah. But I couldn't, like, mentally comprehend the, that bright but green But it didn't colour. add any taste to it? It's a slight vanilla taste. Oh, Pandan, apparently. Right, so that's not an ingredient that I'm familiar with, to be honest. Just the visual aspect, then. Yeah, yeah. I had a sweet glaze on it, but nah, it just wasn't for me. Like, I've seen those bagels that they do in like New York or whatever, and they're like rainbows. Yes, like, the rainbow bagels. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it would give that same sort of vibe. Yeah. Like, kind of like make it not childish, but like. I don't know. It's uh, just like if you could, you're telling me that's the best croissant in the world, and it's bright green, like. I don't know, it just... Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't impressed. Yeah. Um, what I am going to say is that Pocket Bakery, down the road, yeah. Todico, I would put his croissants on par, or possibly better when they're still warm, yeah. to both those croissant places. There you go. First bowl call of the day. Pocket Bakery, <laughs> okay. down the road. Yep. Yeah. Great. Fresh, he only does them on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's open like... <laughs> Eight forty-five till eleven o'clock. And you already, out? Yeah, but give him a call, Anthony, and um, the man is very talented. And that's just plain croissants. He does almond croissants, and he does maybe a chocolate Danish. I don't know. I just get plain croissants, and we right. put ham and cheese in them. Yep. Anyway, you get those one one of those warm, and I reckon you close your eyes yep. and you'll be in France. Yep. yep. They're big as well. <clears throat> They're massive. They're yes. are, like massive. You cut them in half, and it's probably the same as a normal size one somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so go and suss him out if you have not done yet. Do you know what? I've, I tried something that I've always wanted to try and never tried before, which is when they cook the pasta and then put it into the wheel of cheese, into oh, the Parmesan yep, wheel, and then yep. they toss it they in toss the Parmesan. Toss it around and they scrape the cheese off. Scrape the cheese. Do they light it on fire? Uh, they didn't light it on okay. fire, no. But like, So there was a hot pasta and they'd already made it in a quattro formaggi sauce. So it was yep. a four cheese sauce and then yep. they tossed it, it in, in the, the... Parmesan wheel. God, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... You could, it, there was a lot of cheese. Like, it was heavy. Yep. Pasta's hell. just like a vessel to carry the cheese at that point. Oh, it? it was spectacular yep. for a little $16 market plate yep. at the market. Yep. Very happy. Very happy. It, how long did it, like, is that a fast sort of, they whip them up fast? Cause Real the fast. Market, yeah, well, because like, the line. Quickly the, every, make it, dump it in there for three seconds, scrape it around. Every mark, like, every. Store at the markets has a decent line, so you order, you, you give right. your tickets, and so they're making like three or four bowls at a yep. time, and you stand in line and wait for yours to be called. That was really cool. I've always wanted to do that, so I was straight on that. The other thing I'd always wanted to do was the raclette. 
it's a cheese. It's a cheese. It's quite a. It's a melty cheese, and you know when you watch TikToks and they, oh, they carry it? it around and then and they, they grill scrape it and they scrape it the off the top layer yes. of the grilled cheese yes. onto your dish. So they yeah. do it on all sorts. Yeah, now over the top of a whole burger or yes. in a sandwich or on top of chips or yeah. So traditionally, it goes over potatoes. Yep. that's the dish. So we got the uh, raclette on. It was uh, we got the meat and potato, which was like a. Sort of a boiled potato, and then they fried it up with lots of herbs and spices mm. and rosemary. Mm. Oh, it was actually really yum. And um, they just chopped some ham and pastrami, I think, in it. Mm. Um, toss that up, oh, and then get the raclette, and then just scrape it Get off. a big lump of raclette yep. over the top of potatoes, and that was really cool. I've, that's another like thing I've wanted to do all my life. Yep. We just we just don't get that stuff in New Zealand, eh? Or is it or, just that they only do it in Auckland? Or where I don't even know. Maybe they do, but I they feel like they certainly don't um, do it around here. No, and I feel like they. It would be, like, for anyone to start doing something like that, it would just be so expensive. If you saw that at the markets, they would be trying to make a point or something, make mm. it way too expensive, and you'd just be like, ah, yeah, nah, not worth it. So all of these things were, like, 15 to $20 mark. Yeah. Yeah. Or less. I mean, that's probably what you'd pay at the markets here. Well, maybe it's not that. Mm. Don't know. Oh, they're decent serves, too. Like, yep. a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, and then we got to try. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Oh, yep. Butterbeer? Yeah, Butterbeer. Do you, did you read the book ever? No. no. Oh, yeah. No, the Harry Potter books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally the only books that I read through my whole high school. I love the fact that you like, like I love the books. Yeah. You grow up like wondering what Butterbeer would taste yes. like. And they absolutely nailed it. So they're so selling fun. Butterbeer at the store. It was creaming soda with like warm spiced rum. Yep. And then a butterscotch cream on top. Yeah. And it was all warm. Yep. The whole thing. Creaming soda, like, yeah. what is, okay, what is, was it fizzy from the creaming soda or did everything else make it not fizzy? Well, you know, like, can you have like mulled cider, you know, because like, they did a hot mulled cider and stuff as well. So it's not, not it's fizzy. not super fizzy, no, it would but it's take still got spirit. a little bit of a tingle. Yeah. It would have been exactly what I would have thought Butterbeer would have tasted like. It's kind of like sweet, warming, creamy. Yeah. yeah, the rum wasn't strong, but it was delightful. Yeah. I love that. That was so such a cool thing to do. Could you do that in a as a recipe, as a as a dry, like a mulled wine? Oh, like a butterbeer recipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a butterbeer and a slow cooker, and then yes. all you need is like, well, you could just whip. Yeah, you could whip simmer cream it. with some butterscotch something. Butterscotch schnapps or something, yeah. or butterscotch syrup. Yes, I could mm. try and work on that. Oh, that's fun. We could do a Harry Potter themed <laughs> range. <laughs> Jumping frogs, those frogs, chocolate frogs. Put it in the old advent calendar. That's Call fun. it. Put, put it on day. What is it? Nine and a half. <laughs> ah, seven three quarters. Seven three quarters. Yep. Uh, something like that. I'm gonna be bold and say that the best bite of my whole time away, the best, the thing I enjoyed most. In New Zealand lollies. Negative. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Um, was peasy, which that? is the white, the pasta bar on K Road. Oh. Yeah. Just up in Auckland. Yeah, so bef- the night before Saw we flew out morning. to Melbourne, yep. we went, we wanted to go for dinner, but we were quite tired. It was like five o'clock. I'm like, oh, let's go to K-Road and we'll just have some snacks. So we went to Bar Celeste, which is a place that I really love. Um, but we got a we got a beef tatar and it was quite dry and we had two drinks and it was $96. And I actually, I genuinely think they overcharged us because we just could not add it up. Add it up. Yep. I was like, there's no way we had two, like it was... Lovely, but it was a bit dry anyway. So I need to go back there and rectify that because <laughs> I know that place is really good. 
Um, but yeah, had an off night. Horrific, expensive. Yeah. And then we went across the road to a new place. Oh, I can't, I'm not going to remember the name. It's Spanish Tapas on K Road. Um, and we had some like little anchovies on rye cracker and oysters, which were really nice. And this lamb belly skewer, skewer with like a chimichurri mm. on top. But they were oh, yeah. really, really nice tapas. Great tapas, but nothing on the main menu was kind of singing to us. Yep. So. I was like, let's just be excessive and walk down and see if we can try <laughs> Cacio e Pepe yep. at PC. It's P-I-C-I, but it's apparently pronounced PC. Right. PC. Um, and then we walked down, got a seat at the table, and I was like, this is brilliant. $16 yep. pastas. Yeah. Um, there's maybe three, four starters on the menu and five pastas. Yeah, and that's uh, it. Yeah, so we've got a plate of six chilofacasha. Very, very good. Bit of olive oil, bit of salt. And then we got the cacio e pepe and the, uh, like a wild boar sausage rigatoni. And they were probably the best pastas I've ever had in my life. I got me all fizzed up for Italy. (laughs) So fizzed up. So they were just so perfect. It was so chill. There was no fancy touches. The wine list was like so simple. It's just genuinely. Simple, good food. Sensational food. You know, I'm just as happy there. Like I'm probably more happy there than at. A $300 yep. a night. You know, I love experiencing everything, yep. but that would be my pick. That was my, like, there you go. that was the one that impressed me the Did most. The whole trip around Melbourne. I know. I know. <laughs> like the past of the night before the flight. Better. But I think if you're adding in Crack everything, up. like, the price yep. and, and all, all that yeah, sort of stuff. for sure. That, you know, and everyone obviously has a personal preference, preference on what yeah. they like most. Yep. We had steak at Gimlet, and that's not my favourite thing that, at all. That's, like... That would be like the last thing I would usually order. It's nice to have it because it's something I would never usually order. Yeah. And I loved it, but the past pasta is just life at the Do you moment. reckon it's because you could cook a steak yourself and be happy with how you could cook a steak? I think it's just boring to have a steak by yourself. Right. I think it's it's maybe harder dish to share yep. and it's boring. Interesting. Yeah. Bold call. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a, such a big fan of sharing and just yep. having a few mouthfuls. The one at Sailor, the uh, bavette steak they do, and they slice it. I slice love it, it when up. they slice it up yep. for you, yep. and you have it with chips, and that's really easy to share. So yeah, you get two bites of steak. It's not, not like you're awkwardly chopping into no. a steak that's been claimed. And maybe that's why I don't love it, because I'm like, it's hard to share. Yep. Yeah. But the, the last thing I wouldn't do is go out and sit there and eat 200 Just gram steak. steak by myself. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. But it, it did happen at Gimlet, because that's what we got served, and I loved every yep. mouthful of it. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um... Any okay, yeah, that's that's pretty much my roundup. Nice. Any questions? Any queries? Any feedback? No, no. I I mean, it's just um, I think you need to babysit my kids. I always and offer us, and let us go out and experience some more, so I can bring some more here. I've got bunk beds so that your kids can stay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> do they? St- <laughs> okay, no one sleeps in. <laughs> no one sleeps in. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to claim them, put them in our house. Yeah. I saw on TikTok dumpling noodle soup in a rice cooker, and I was like, "That's a real interesting way of like freezer dumplings." Oh yeah. Like a packet of like instant nut ramen filled up with water, turn it on the rice cooker. You've got like noodley dumpling soup, and I was like, "That is a." Delicious little way of like making two minute noodles fancy for dinner. <laughs> so it had noodles and dumplings? Mm-hmm. So it was a dumpling soup. Noodle yeah, well, soup. that usually doesn't have noodles and dumplings. No. Okay. Yeah. Did it have vegetables in it or anything? No. Nah. Okay. Yeah. 
I saw You're that. Not, I'm not impressing not me, but okay. I like the it's concept. Okay. It's okay. I really like the concept. You could use our wax sauce to do that. You could, And then actually. I'd put some mushy dust in it yep. to give that a little That's umami a, boost. More of a kick. And then I'd use dumplings and some bok choy. Yes. Oh, then, I think it did have bok choy in it. And yep. then bang, they'll they in the rice cooker. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yum. I think dumplings and noodles is maybe a bit much. Do we think that um, do we think that appliances like that are coming back? Yes. Like the like rice the cooker. E- rice cooker. Well, you're using an air fryer quite a lot now as well. Yeah. Well, I only just got it. Though. Only yeah. I finally invested in an air fryer like yeah. a month ago. You used a slow cooker for like so long. Mm. I've seen you do like very little with slow cookers anymore, eh? Is it just um no nah, I definitely or? use it. It's just more of a it's a it's something that you obviously have to prepare earlier. So yep. you have to have it sorted yep. in the morning. morning for dinner. So is that like just because your cooking's a little bit different now because you're just doing yeah. stuff during the day rather yeah. than starting it in the day for Very, dinner at home? Yeah, and like if I coming in here, I'm not gonna use a slow cooker. Yeah. And then I actually I've tried a few times to do it overnight, but then I Burn. I overcook it. Yeah. Yeah, so I've done it three times. Yeah, it, that's why one time I a slow cooker. One time I put frozen chicken in it because I was like, well, then it all gradually defrost and then cook overnight. Did it work? <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't really decide if you're a genius or a psychopath. Like, <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, oh, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to put frozen chicken in because I'm putting it on at three p.m. We go yep. home at four. Yeah. By six by p.m. it'll be thawed and then I turn it off in the morning when I get in it. <laughs> Hey? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, so um, I mean, I use it a bit at home, but I have got that new sous vide tool. But I'm gonna be honest, that's a bit of a muck around. Yeah. Having to like, I have to seal those sous vide bags like three times, and then we you should, can't um, get any liquid in the bag, otherwise the vacuum seal doesn't work. I should try that with the barbecue to do like a reverse sear kind of sous vide. You should definitely use that. Sous vide it and then definitely try and use that. Would be mean. Yeah. Thing for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's a bit of a muck around. I, I mean. I'm also, if I'm pottering around cooking in the afternoon, I'll I'll just do it in the oven. Yep. So I'll sear it off in my Kitco oval, yep. leave it to slow cook for three or four hours, like a ragu or something. Yep. Pull it. Yeah. But I, I have seen a lot more people cooking meals in the rice cooker yep. and like adding more stuff into it. Yep. Do you remember when I did it like six years ago? No. Yeah. That's I good. used to do, I used to do meals for the kids in there. So I'd cook rice and I'd just chuck diced up chuck beef other stuff in there. and some carrots yep. and like. Yeah, I think it's great. And you stir it through it. It's like not fried rice, but like a beef and vegetable rice yeah. for like the kids, a bit of wok sauce or yeah. something. And they used to like, they, they don't eat stuff like that now, but they used to like used love, to love it. it. But it was very much a kid kind of meal. Yeah, I, I, I think, because um, I'm a fan of freezer dumplings. You make your own dumplings and whatever, but I'm a fan like $3 for a pack of Lemon 12 dumplings. Or I know, you were talking like, about this the other week. And great, like fried in the pan, but I was like, that's an interesting way to do it. Anyway, do you want to talk about um, how I want to talk about mystery boxes mm-hmm. because it just blows my mind. Every time we do this, we do more and we sell more and it sells out faster. And I just, is everyone addicted to gambling or something? Like, what what is it about the mystery box that makes people queue up and yeah, go crazy about well, it's it's something we don't often get as an adult. Yeah. Is is that surprise? Oh goodness. So it's something that's lacking in our world. What do you? A little all bit those of little things, like 
They were like the little wrapped up presents. Exactly what, right. What were they the, called? Um, um, a mystery drawer or no. a, a wrapped in brown paper. The Lucky Dip. Lucky Dip. Yeah, so oh my, my kids goodness. love them. You know, they know. Okay, like, yep. Yeah, okay, so it's Lucky Dip for adults, isn't yep, it? But it you is. know, you know enough to know that you're getting a massive amount of value. Uh, and you know, so we, when we do mystery boxes, when, when we've done them before, and I always put my foot down and yep. I'm like, stop to what be you're doing. I. I want everyone who opens this box to be blown away yeah. and absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. I don't want them to open a box and have nah. three grinders because yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, that's not exciting. Well, it ruins me, it you know? because then they're not going to buy the next exactly. one if we do another one. Yeah, so we that. have built ourselves a name for, I reckon, doing the be best mystery boxes in the business because yeah. we're not just using them to get rid of our old shit stock. Yeah. We are genuinely like, we're going to blow your minds. Yeah. And we do every yeah. time. So, well, 99% of the time, people might get stuff they don't want, but, like, we make sure we do core range products, we do large size products, we do, oh, totally. like, a good range of sources and um, spices and our salts. And, and, we, and, and we've we got do, enough gluten-free now that it's all gluten-free. Uh, yeah, yep. keep them all gluten-free. Um, and then massive, massive value. And then, yeah, they're just that little bit of excitement. Because we had, I don't know, did, did you tell people how many we sold? So people can figure out numbers, right? So we don't really care, because we so, so that's fifteen hundred units in two hundred and thirteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's crazy. Hey? So everyone knows how much they cost, because whatever. So that's three hundred and twenty-eight dollars and seventy-three cents per second of sales. <laughs> <laughs> I, it blows my mind. Yeah, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you guys have got so much money." The thing about well, not, mystery boxes okay, is we, we don't, don't make any, <laughs> we don't make any bloody money on them. That's why we, we don't the, do them every yeah, day yeah. because we've cut all our margin off it. Totally. So, so our margin is tiny on we it. We can pay the staff, <laughs> and we can pay for the packaging, and we pay for the product. Blows my mind. But it just keeps that hype going. We've always loved that hype at Pepper and Me is to be like. Well, to create the hype, you yeah. know. Totally, totally. And and we used to do it, but we used to let products run out. We, yeah. You know, we do the butters only once a year, and this yeah. is our way of keeping that alive yeah. because we can't run out of products all the time now. No. Because no, now they're in every stockist. All these stockists, and, and everyone yeah. gets super with us. So I don't know. It's just a little bit of excitement. Um, someone said it was comparable to buying Taylor Swift tickets, <laughs> and I love that. Okay. I love that. Okay. You know. Okay. But people do get annoyed. Okay. People do get what mad. I, what I reckon, like, do you think, because we always try to do it at a value that is um, attainable, I would hope, to the average person. So I thought 45 bucks was a decent amount, you know, like, people don't have to wait till their payday to hopefully, hey, spend 45. Do we do, like, an ultimate set value mystery box where it's a mystery box and it's like $120 or something. But we don't have enough product. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like... Uh, yeah. Be interesting. Yeah, maybe, in a limited amount. The other I, thing that's, I think this is perfect. The other thing just, that um, heaps of heaps of companies are doing at the moment is like the sweepstakes thing. So they buy a product. If you buy a product, you go in the drawer to win a car. Like, do you think... Well, we've just done these golden tickets, the golden and that was tickets. kind of part of that. Do you we? think the golden tickets aided to people wanting to buy? I think so. I think more so than I realised, because yeah? I've had a lot of people opening their boxes being gutted, but they didn't they, get they one. They didn't get a Yeah. Golden. There was only seven. Yeah, but there was a one in I 200 guess, chance of getting one. Seven's pretty good, really. One in 200 chance, yeah. pretty good odds. Yeah. Um, people maybe thought we were going to pick 
like the best customers to give them to, no. which wasn't what happened. No. We just you randomly generated six I, numbers or something. I did a random I did a random number generator on seven numbers and it was literally that like, you know, like one of them might have been like number three hundred and thirty three and so it was literally the three hundred and thirty third box sold. Yeah. Yeah. So if you bought two you got two chances to win kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um and yeah. So nah I mean if you're a big time follower of Pepper and Me for a while and you've spent a bit of money with us, we might have sent you a birthday gift. We sent out, thir- I've told the girls to send out 30. 30. So we've done our top like 30, well, some of our oldest customers, yep. some of our highest spend customers, some, some of our orders. most ordered customers. Yep. Um, so hopefully they get a nice little surprise yep. and that's, that was our way of saying thank you yep. to them. Especially those that have been supporting us for seven years. I know, crazy, eh? Absolutely so wild. So crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. It was a great month, actually. I really yeah. like just a bit of fun, keep things alive a little bit. Fresh. Keep things a bit fresh, yeah. And, um, yeah, the mystery box. We just have to keep it up our sleeves for that's when right. we can't pay bills. <laughs> it's a good time to keep it needed, I think. But, yeah, it's definitely the, the thing that goes off the most, for sure. Absolutely. Have we talked about advent calendars yet on here? Uh, a little bit. Maybe not Teaser? so much. Yeah. So we're doing 12 days of Christmas instead of the advent calendar this year. So we've got 12 new products. We're just kind of finalising them now. We've, we've got maybe... Well, s- yeah. oh, we've got the products locked in. We're just finalising the recipes. Yep. Struggling a little bit to pull them all into a Christmas menu again. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll make it work. Yeah. But um, I think one thing we'll, we'll t- we will talk about is the salt of Aotearoa. Okay. Yep. So what we're doing is mangrind, but reformulated to use New Zealand-specific ingredients. Right. So we're trying to do Hawke's Bay freeze-dried citrus. Uh, we've got horopito and kawakawa instead of the pepper. Right, right. Um, and then we're using New Zealand sea salt flakes. Yep. And, um, Melbourne, so we use that. We use Melbourne sea salt flakes on all of our stuff. Yeah, I know, but oh, I'm just okay. telling right. people okay. we're redoing it to be New Zealand oh, focused, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so New Zealand harvested sea salt flakes. <laughs> um, and it's going to be, yeah, we want Mangrind because I feel like Mangrind deserves a worldwide platform and with the name Mangrind it ain't going to get it. No, we're just going to get cancelled. Yeah, well, it's just not, it just doesn't, it's not good enough, you know. Anyway, so we're slow, we're going to move towards those kiwi Flavors. We're going to tr- try and keep the end flavor as similar to mangrove as possible, yep. and we, that will be the first. Ad, that's the first advent calendar product. Yep. Um, and I want to do that in pinch pots, and I want to put that salt everywhere. Everywhere, you know, I want it in all the airports. I want it in just everywhere. I want that yep. to be like, you know, we're just calling it the salt of New Zealand. Yep. So, I don't know. That's our project. That was supposed to be my project this year. It's what's coming end <laughs> so of August. I've not quite got there, but. Streamlining. Anyway, do you have yeah? Do you have anything to cancel? I don't know if I want to cancel this, but Cadbury has just bought out a range of chocolates that are pretty much taking on Kit Kats. Have you seen them? Oh, called Breakaways. Ah, which is you know Kit Kat's whole slogan is like take Take a break. break. Oh, this is Breakaway. Called Breakaways. Have you tried it? Yep. Is it good? Because you can buy them in caramel, and I love. I'm a fan of caramel. Right. 
And so the caramel, and instead of the bars being like, it's, this is so random to explain, the bars being that way, they've put them that way to try and keep it, I guess, slightly different. Right. But the one thing that you can get them in is these little circles, individually wrapped circles. Like a biscuit. Like thing. a biscuit. I've seen those. Yeah. I have seen those. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. So that goes with my whole Oreo double stuff trend that I've seen popped up okay. in the supermarkets recently. Go try them. Tell me what you think. See if we cancel them. I think Kit Kats are better. I think Kit Kat <laughs> is a, um, I think you'll never beat a Kit Kat. No, you'll never beat a Kit Kat. Like, and you'll never beat a classic Kit Kat. Like, Kit Kat does so many, like, every month I've got bloody mint Oreo Kit Kats, all yeah. sorts of, yeah. all sorts of Kit Kat. I like a classic Kit Kat, and I like the Kit Kat Chunky. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like those. Yeah. I like the layers on those. I like the, the cookies and cream Kit Kat Chunkies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I tried, there was a new chocolate at the airport coming back through called Milka. It's a big Big block for five bucks. Yeah. And it was like all these different layers on it. It was it was good. It had like a biscuit layer and then like a white chocolate layer and all sorts of layers. I just never seen it before, but it was sort of all over the airport. So I don't know whether that's coming or going or yep. local or foreign or what. Dunno. Um yeah. I I just What are you cancelling? I'd like to cancel Brioche. Oh no, I'm no. done. I'm oh. done with it. I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. And I just don't think it's right for me. Okay. So I'm going to step back. But, I'm going to take but, a step back from brioche. Okay, okay. What are you making your chicken burgers with? Brioche buns. Nah. 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 You are, you I'm going to change it no, to a you're not. You can't. No, I'm going to. No, you can't. I think it's done. Nah. Not I think done. it's done. I'm over it. I'm like yeah. over it. It's just, it's just actually not good enough. <laughs> Okay, talking about bur- talking about chicken burgers, mm-hmm. I had a friend um, post up on Instagram the other day saying that a burger is not a burger unless it's a beef patty burger because the burger and a burger is the beef patty. If you were, if you look at the apparently the dictionary definition oh, right, of, burger. of burger, it is the beef patty, and so you cannot Cold have a chicken burger. burger. I'm not going to disagree with that because in America they call them chicken sandwiches. Oh really? Even if it's in a okay. butt, like they call them chicken okay. sandwich, it's a I'll chicken be, sandwich. I'll be held like on. at like, not that I've been there, but you see, that, yeah, it's like chicken sandwich. Yeah. That's what they call them. So maybe you have to cancel all chicken burgers because they're not burgers. Because they're not burgers. They're sandwiches. Not like the dictionary is really correct. No, though, is no. It, yeah? But it, I, I fiercely disagreed with him in the Instagram comments. Oh, did and you? And he, and he was just like, yeah. "Well, you'll see the light eventually." And I'm like, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Surely, because chicken sandwich, burger buns. If you put anything in a burger bun, it's a burger. But apparently, it is the. Uh, What's a vegetarian burger then? Sandwich. Vegetarian sandwich. Sandwich on a bun. See, that doesn't get the same ring. It's only chicken sandwich that is a chicken burger. Hmm. Yeah. Sando. Yeah. Do you know what I don't like brioche with? Is just eggs and breakfast and stuff. Like, it's too, it's not got enough sustenance. Not, it falls apart. To hold, a, people serving eggs Benedict on a, on a brioche. It's just that. not for me at all. And I had a couple, like, oh, we had one in Melbourne. It was horrible. And then we had a croque monsieur. And it was on these slabs of brioche. It was horrible. What about just because it was soggy? Yeah, I mean maybe, but I don't really make French toast or eat French toast, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you crumb the brioche in some cornflake crumb and like to give it some texture, give it some texture, and yeah, yeah, something more. But it's just not really holding up. You know the general? They do a pulled beef, pulled beef poached eggs jalapeno hollandaise. Yes. 
and they put it on a brioche, and it should be on a sourdough. Should be on. Yeah, yeah. I will so agree with I that. I always and it, yeah. it should be on sourdough. Eh? I always promote the dish, and then I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, make sure you change it to sourdough because <laughs> the brioche makes it not nice. And then someone's like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't listen to you, mm. and I didn't like it. I'm like, well, you should have listened to me. <laughs> sourdough over brioche, and brioche. The uses for brioche are fading away. I will accept a brioche for a lobster roll that kind of needs the soft, buttery, toasty. You could use a very soft white roll, though. I would, you know. Yeah, you don't want the crust. No, it needs to be in, like, a roll shape, a nice, soft, warm roll shape. But um, lobster roll, I think I'm going to be a lobster roll connoisseur. Like, you know, people are crust, croissant connoisseurs. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, go lobster, lobster roll. Rolls. Yeah. All right. Yep. Garlic All right. butter, lobster roll, soft buttery roll yep but other than that brioche done okay yep all right he's gone okay anything else we finished no i think that's gone i had written down the trend as being katsu sandos oh yep and i think that's going to be a great trend i think it's i think think it's just too much admin for someone to make it like if you're making it at home you're not going to like spend the time to make the egg the perfect square and cut the bread into the perfect square like is that just too much effort well, not really, um, but I'd like to see some katsu sando like bars around, okay. and you know, as yep. as a, even as a street food. So when we went to the uh, Saint Drew in Melbourne, um, was like the ultimate pinnacle of katsu sando shops right. with the paper and fancy box and stuff. Could we but make like a tiny little like caravan? What do you call it? Um, food truck. Food truck. Food truck alleyway out the side of work, and have like market days here. Yep, we could. Just there's no people just don't come. Like it's New Zealand, people don't go to anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little bit depressing to compare it to Melbourne. Yeah. Is it just the quantity of people? Like you you've got the whole blooming New Zealand and like I think you need that mass of people if you want the suppliers to show up Mm. to you know, you go there and then there's four cheese shops and three shops dedicated entirely to dips. You need the crowds to be put turning over the the produce. You know these bakeries, and they make six thousand donuts. They don't. They got to make them every day. They got to sell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. All right. Have a great week, everyone. We do. Oh, Pineapple was supposed to be coming tomorrow, but he's um, bailed on us, or to be confirmed for another time. So we might have one more we're gonna episode. We're going to have Ree is going to come and do an episode with us. And then, be the and then I'm off to of Italy in a week. Season. So, yeah. Yeah. I never thought we would have to start a second season of this. Really? There's some ridiculous stat about how many podcasts didn't make it, don't make it to the 10th episode. Oh, I reckon that would be like 98% of them, eh? Oh, 99.9. Yeah, we've done one. We've well, done you good. were just saying, should we continue this podcast or not? No, I was saying, should we take this podcast to the next level and invest in some proper cameras and like. Oh. Gosh, no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, but feedback's always good. We've got enough of a a routine going now that I think we can slowly add more and more guests in and get get people involved. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, feedback's always welcome. Are we just shit? Should we stop? Yeah, happy to stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pepper and Me podcast, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're interested in any of the products that we're talking about, you'll find us at pepperandme.co.nz.